0: Lando's the first casualty in the film. Boo. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Coruscant Radio Underground, the weekly Star Wars podcast at SciFiCherry dot I'm Daniel Peoples and joining me today are Marisha Gore. Hello, everybody. Robbie Gore. Hey, everybody. And as always, Andrew Gore.
1: Hey, everybody. And welcome back to our newest episode. We're, we're finally uh, recovering from Dragon Con here and we've been away for a couple of weeks. So we've got casting news. We're going to talk about the Star Wars Resistance trailer. And we're going to talk about some release set photos from episode nine. All right, kind of before we get in, we can just kind of jump in. Star Wars or not Star Wars, have you watched anything good or read anything good or any cool news you just wanted to mention before we got going?
0: Watching anything good, it's not even science fiction related, but that new Jack Ryan series on Amazon is great.
1: Yeah, we're, we've only seen the first episode, but I enjoyed because it.
2: Because Iron Fist also
1: yeah, came cause... out last
2: week.
0: <laughs> yes, but I have not watched Iron Fist yet because there's an Iron Fist issue with me because it's my second favorite Marvel comic book character behind Daredevil, and the Daredevil show is fantastic, and the Iron Fist show sucked. The first season did. So I have mixed emotions on it, and I'm I'm still trying to build up the courage if they let me down one more time. <laughs> So I have to book the courage to start that show because I love that character so much, and they got him so completely wrong in that show. Like they've got no clue what that character's about.
1: All right, see, so that's one <laughs> of this, anyway. uh, this you know getting kicked off topics. A good idea. We got Daniel riled up before we even got to Star Wars. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, uh, anything, well, anything? But you get on you?
0: one of my other passions. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, I haven't been doing anything cool or watching anything cool. Well, what did you, you think about studying. your uh,
1: what did you think about your first Dragon Con experience?
3: I really enjoyed Dragon Con and it was really great to uh, see the guys from from some of those companies I like in the vendor section and find out about their new products and their Kickstarters and all of that. And uh, it's it's really overwhelming the first year. I feel like the first <laughs> year is a practice run. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to go back next year a little more prepared.
1: Yeah, you definitely need to come back next year. It it gets a little easier. Like that's a for that was your first con at all, right? Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh I wouldn't I if we hadn't been, you know, getting you to go with us, I would have I would never recommend a con that size for somebody's first con because it is
0: uh, even even the first wizard world is a little bit like yeah. wow oh, it And was, it's wasn't
1: because we went I, you know the first year we went to wizard world me and you went and did one day and it was like
0: how that's, are we gonna and that's not enough you no two you can't
1: days. you can't do one day
0: no but but three almost gets to be too much you get halfway through the third day and you're kind of done with something that size yeah. two days is good for something that size i can't even imagine well in, can...
1: in day three at wizard World's pretty relaxed like it really starts to slow down where Dragon Con just feels like it's you know it starts off wide open and it finishes wide open.
2: I don't know. Monday's kind of low key. It, it's low key,
1: like compared to Saturday. People don't but, wear their
2: giant costumes. You can actually yeah, that's get true. Where you're there aren't as to go. many
1: there aren't as many costumes. And I sent Daniel one of the videos of the cosplays uh, from Dragon Con. And uh, yeah, I mean it is a cosplay mecca. It's
2: insane.
0: um, But I'll tell you, though, the first, before Andrew sent me that video, me just kind of surfing the internet a little bit and looking for Dragon Con stuff, I saw pictures of you and the kids, Marisha.
2: Did you really?
0: I mean, you know, mm mm-hmm.
2: Huh. Y'all are
0: out there.
2: Yeah. I haven't really gotten on the internet and looked for us. I need to do that.
0: Well, I say it was a, uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. What I saw was some Twitter pictures, and a lot of my Twitter stuff is stuff that, People have retweeted, so I don't know who retweeted or where it originally came from. But it was, yeah. But, but there were there were some Twitter pictures of y'all from more than one place that I saw.
2: That's cool. I know so, um, Henry Gilroy tweeted a picture of Adeline. I think that's
0: probably mm-hmm. one of yeah, that yeah.
2: Saw. We went to a group too. They had a group with a bunch of other people in Queen Amidala cosplays, and I think a lot of those people took pictures. I think a lot of those wound up on the internet. But now, I mean, yeah. we
1: did a lot of Star Wars track stuff. Uh, this year at mm-hmm. Dragon Con. Last year, we were just...
2: I didn't even realize there were specific tracks <laughs> last year. Like, until like the last day. And it was like, oh, this is where all the Star Wars stuff is.
1: Yeah, last year, we were just kind of... St- our heads were just spinning, trying to figure and trying out... trying to
2: drag three children around. Yeah. But that doesn't make it less overwhelming.
1: Uh, we did get to do some cool Star Wars stuff. We got to hear uh, a great author's panel that included Timothy Zahn... Kevin J. Anderson. Kevin J. Anderson, Michael Stackpole, Christy I wish I'd uh, to go to that. Christy uh, Golden mm-hmm. and E. K. Johnston were all on that panel and it was yeah. one of the best panels I've ever done.
2: Yeah, it was really, really good.
0: I would love if one year they had the uh comic book creative teams, a panel for them too, because
2: they probably but those
0: do. guys don't just do that. You know, they're they're yeah. they're writing other books too, so Charles yeah, I mean, Soles one of Marvel's more prolific writers. So he's always working on something.
2: Yeah, that makes
1: yeah. sense. I don't even know what all went on with that, but uh, getting to hear those authors talk, getting to meet Henry Gilroy was really cool. Uh, meeting Timothy Zahn was really cool. Timothy Zahn is, you know, one of my, not just one of my favorite Star Wars writers, he's one of my all-time favorite writers, you know? And, you know, we were like mm-hmm. you know, nine year, 10 years old when the Heir to the Empire uh, when, when the, that first Star Wars novel came out, and it was really one of the books that really got me into reading. And,
2: right. Uh, so
1: it, was, it was cool getting to meet him.
2: I think he likes Dragon yeah. Con. I think he comes every
1: year. Yeah, there's a lot of the people that, that come to Dragon Con and they just keep coming back. They, 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 they really enjoy it.
0: It seems, and correct me if I'm wrong because y'all have been there, but it seems like the kind of place where sort of some of these people we look up to in the sort of science fiction nerd world just sort of come and just sort of just hang out. Like, didn't you tell me you just sort of ran into Felicia day, just, yeah, walking, through just crowd, right? walking through the crowd,
1: walking through the crowd across on the uh, crosswalk and Felicia day walked by and said something about our kids, cute costumes. And <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like,
0: I, didn't I don't think she's the I person to that, does that And that.
1: No, she's not. I mean, when we ran into Henry Gilroy, he was just out, you know, and if, for anybody that doesn't know who Henry Gilroy is, he's the, the head writer for Star Wars Rebels as well as a number of other things that he's worked on. But, I mean, he was just out walking the crowd and checking out the vendors.
2: I had to go chase right. him down. I was like, I was like, hey, you think you'd take a picture with us?
1: Yeah, I feel kind of <laughs> bad for Timothy Zahn. He's kind of like Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor can't do an interview without getting asked if he's playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. And apparently right. Timothy Zahn can't, he can't do an interview without somebody asking him about having his biggest books ever relegated to legend status in, in Star Wars. And of course, I think I sent you the uh, the comments. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it or not, but he really gives a really good answer to it.
0: Right. And I, I didn't listen to it yet, but I'm sure he's fine with it. Those books are still there. They're still making him money
1: yeah <laughs> so a lot of the others I, I'd never really thought about it that I mean he was really the first Star Wars author for a novel. um you know, if it wasn't for and if it hadn't been for the success, you know the mm-hmm. whole EU hinged on that success of of Heir to the Empire. Speaking of Heir to the Empire, kind of getting into some of the other stuff, have y'all seen one of the rumored titles for episode nine?
0: um probably not if you're trying to link it to Air to the empire because
1: i'm not sure how i feel about it i personally think it's fake because there's just so much of the news on star wars that's been coming out so many of these rumors are coming from unreliable places mm-hmm. i don't really know where this one came from i've heard it mentioned in several places including at dragon con was the rumor that the title for episode nine will be heir to the jedi
0: oh no i did see that sure did which he, i mean Kind of, kind of following the way the story's going, Uh, it's it would make sense as a title. I mean, if Luke was the last Jedi, raised the heir to the Jedi. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it it
0: does. I can see it.
3: It's it's really making me get a a King's Quest six vibe with the heir today, (laughs) going tomorrow. And I just, I just want to shout out King's Quest six because it doesn't get enough love.
1: Oh, and before I go any further into this next topic. I did want to mention, since I had mentioned the panels at Dragon Con, uh, the Tashi Station podcast has audio from at least seven or eight Star Wars panels from Dragon Con up on their site. If you're interested in listening to those panels, and they were great, and the recordings seem to be good quality. So those are out there and available. Well, uh, moving on from there, let's uh, talk about this Star Wars Resistance trailer. I noticed some things that I think that you'll like in it about it now. I, I I don't know. I will think I was just distracted by some of the things in it. I, I don't know what I was looking for the first few times I watched the trailer, but after I really started paying attention, I was like, oh, it's like, you know, a racing circuit. And, you know, that's interesting. You know, it's always Star Wars going back and doing another racing circuit deal, which... If you've never played the games like Knights of the Old Republic, not only did we have pod races in the original, which I know Robbie's a big fan of and I'm a big fan of in those pod, that pod race scene. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the the racing has been in several of the games like Knights of the Old Republic as well. So it's neat to see him doing a show on that. Robbie, what did you think about the the trailer initially when you saw it?
3: Uh, yeah, so that, uh, you know, it really didn't stick out as a, a Star Wars thing as much as it just really looks like a good animated series. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm for it. Uh, it kind of reminded me of those, you know, 1980s-style kind of animation storyline, a uh, whole package, um, I guess, young adult to uh, adult cartoons. I guess it could really fit any age group, but it to me, it just... As somebody who likes animation, I, I think it's going to just be a great animated series, uh, Star Wars or not.
1: Now, I initially kind of reacted negatively to the uh, to the animation. And I think it was just maybe because it's so different. You know, moving back from, you know, the 3D animation that we've all gotten used to. And now they've gone back to kind of a shaded cell 2D animation. Probably yeah, I mean, because but it's-, it's cheaper to make. But Daniel, what did you
0: think? Um, it- Overall, I'm actually kind of disappointed in the trailer, which uh, which is kind of strange because we've talked on here before about how good the Star Wars animation trailers always are. The Rebels trailers coming up to every season were always so good. Oh, yeah. And this one just kind of disappointed me. But the, the animation doesn't bother me at all. I actually think. And I know you noticed this, being a fan of Voltron, it's, it's, it almost feels a little more like that. Like a, that was sort of, my, sort of my first reaction to it, looking yeah. at it, was it kind of reminds me of the animation in the new Voltron show. Like it's sort of right um, a little more fluid instead of like in the Rebels sort of felt uh, sort of felt polyagonal, I guess. So the, the, the animation I actually kind of like, but the, the, the trailer itself, other than being a Star Wars show, it doesn't excite me for that show at all i was I well, was kind of disappointed know, in. It. Maybe I expected too much. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's the thing is like we really have no idea what it's going to be yet. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of have a generalized. Well, I'm still but-
0: interested. I'm still interested in the show. It's still an era an era that we need to know more about. All we know about the sequel era right now is the movies and the comics. Right. So uh, it's still something I'm interested in, but the the trailer itself i was I was fairly disappointed in. Yeah, well, I, what was
1: disappointing to me about the trailer ultimately was that a couple of weeks, maybe three or four weeks even before the trailer came out, we had gotten this announcement, you know, this, this info that came out directly from Star Wars that basically said, you know, these are the characters, this is the show. And I kind of felt like the trailer was the exact same thing. Like, it didn't tell us anything different than what that previous press release said. But, I mean, you know, right now we don't even know. I mean, is it going to be just kind of a little, you know, uh, an adventure, kind of a Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing, where you just kind of get an adventure, but we're not really necessarily digging deep into lore like we have gotten used to with Rebels. Or, you you know, that's the thing. is like, we don't really know how deep they're planning on going with it. And, you know, of course this will be the first Star Wars animated series that Dave Filoni is not directly involved in the day-to-day production of.
0: Well, he's an executive producer credit for it. I mean, I don't know.
1: Well, he is. I mean, but that's the thing. His role is... Is he
0: not the full-time showrunner?
1: He's really not. I think basically he was promoted maybe mid-season of the last season of Rebels. To basically the head of animation like he's basically the same thing kathleen kennedy does for movies he is for animation and i mean he said you know i'm i'm hands off on this one i'll be there you know i'm you know basically it's it's neat in some way because he's now doing you know george lucas he worked under george lucas and did that where he made the clone wars but all the big decisions he had to go talk to george and get permission and and all that and now he's kind of stepping back and being the guy that's you know the central creative control but it sounds like he's really far more involved with what's going on with clone wars right now than he is this show and i'm also curious i really still think there's another show in the works already that we hadn't heard
0: about right and i and i keep saying so i hope it's the sabine and ahsoka searching for oh good grief modern mango blank don't know ezra i really hope it's the being in ahsoka searching for ezra that's 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 the show i wanted since rebels ended i'm still hoping that's the next one
1: but overall i'm i'm still you know i'm gonna get excited for anything star wars i mean whether it's something i'm gonna sit down like rebels and watch as soon as it airs you know i don't know but it's uh you know i'm always excited for my kids to have something new star wars as well and it certainly looks like it's going to be that robbie did you have anything else
3: Uh, No, that was really uh, the bulk of my thoughts on it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, the next thing, even though I don't know, it may have been further down my list, but I wanted to go ahead and talk about it while we're talking animation. The Clone Wars. Like, is there anything in particular with, I know Robbie really didn't watch it. Robbie, we're going to have to find a way for you to watch it because it's really, Clone Wars and Rebels is some of the best Star Wars that's ever been made. You know, there's some fantastic episodes. You know, entire story arcs. Like, is there anything that with this final season, them getting a chance to come back and revisit? And of course, we're getting closer to the events of Order sixty six. Hopefully, and hopefully, I, that we see that in this in this show in this last season. Is there anything that you're hoping to see?
0: I hadn't given uh, Order sixty six any thought. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we will see that. Uh, I I think if anything we're probably going to go through some of the events of the Ahsoka novel. These these are just my thoughts on it, what sort of makes sense. If we sort of see some of the events of the Ahsoka novel as a a story arc, um, and I believe it was not long after Obi-Wan and Anakin left Ahsoka, after those events, that they were actually on their way to rescue Chancellor Palpatine, and that's where Episode 3 picks up. So I think we'll see some stuff leading up to that. We may actually end with Let's go rescue Chancellor Palpatine. And, you know, that, that'd be a place to end the series if you're going to run it right up to Revenge of the Sith. So th- that was just my initial thoughts where well, I thought we were going with it.
1: So one of the things, the, one of the reasons I think we might see Order 66 is because we know we have the clones that removed their, you know, like Rex who removed his chip. So getting from there to these others that he's with in Rebels that that have at this point removed their chips as well, seeing Rex and Ahsoka deal with Order 66, I think would be really interesting uh, because I think you can go beyond, uh, particularly with Rex, who has become another really big character, see what he did during Order 66. I don't remember who said it the other day. Oh, I think it was at a panel. It might've been uh, Henry Gilroy. Talking about, oh, going blank on the other clone's name that that's with Rex when they find him in Rebels, but basically say, you know, there was a question about, you know, did did he remove his chip before Order 66, and basically said no. He said he killed his Jedi, his Jedi general. Um, so, wow, you know, seeing some of those things, I, I think that could be really interesting and eye-opening and actually the reason and daniel i was going to, one of the things that made me start thinking about this I was listening to people talk about all the things they expect to see in in clone wars and i started thinking and and I, i'm bringing this up because you just read the canaan uh comic book series yeah, but, It would, yeah i think it would be a fantastic way to see to to tie canaan back to the clone wars as well and to see him escape and survive uh, under 66.
0: it would there's a little bit of but we could still see him as a Padawan
1: we could it kind of depends on where they go point. yeah that's and the thing though I'm just not sure we're going back to the temple man I think a lot of this is going to take place on Mandalore
0: yeah it may she's there with a Mandalorian warrior in the uh, trailer
1: well I don't know the siege of Mandalore is a is a big part of that Ahsoka novel at least I, I believe it is
0: all right. But we, I mean, we could always run across him as a Padawan and uh, Master Billaba.
1: Robbie, have you watched any, you haven't watched any Clone Wars episodes, have you?
3: I have not. I was originally put off by the style of animation, <laughs> actually, but I've heard such good things about it. I'm definitely going to have to give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Well, the animation got better, too.
3: Yeah, it was just that the the first couple of seasons when, or I guess the first season, the stuff that I originally saw reminded me of uh, like a video game you'd get out of a cereal box. <laughs>
2: so
3: I just wasn't <laughs> into it, but like no, it, I said, I, I've heard a lot of good stuff, so I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got to where not just the not just the figure drawing, but the actual animation itself was a little smooth. What got smooth, the rest of the show went. They really perfected it.
1: The next thing I've got on the list is. Solo, the digital version of Solo released this week and Blu-ray is coming up pretty soon. And I don't know if y'all have kept up with any of this, but I know y'all saw when Solo, when the movie first came out, some of the, um, it was like it just, Disney fell really flat on marketing that movie. And I don't know if you've seen any of the marketing for the Blu-ray, but it just seems like a really odd way to market a movie.
0: I haven't seen any of it, to be honest with you. Uh, that's probably the oddest thing about it is it's not really out there
1: (laughs) and because they're not really marketing it on on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not seeing the big commercials for it, but what they are doing is they're going and they're really, they've been releasing, um, they've been releasing scenes from the movie, like full length scenes as part Mm -hmm. of their marketing. They released the, uh, the train heist scene, and they released the, no. the yeah and then they released the final scene um with the spoiler in it well, you know the 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 guest appearance there at the end what yep
0: yeah no that's a really odd way. I guess they after the box office they they must have so little faith in it they figure they need to release that kind of stuff to get people interested 'Cause I won't hear I won't sit here and say those are the best scenes in a movie because that'll make people not want to buy it at all. But those are the reveal especially is something you would think they would want to keep. Yeah, that was the one but that the, shocked the, me. The train scene's really good. That's it, not it is that's really not all good. that movie. Don't think just because you've seen the train scene, you don't need to see the movie. You need to see the rest of it. But that's that's a pretty big scene to uh to wanna just put out there like that
1: and i'm not sure which other scenes they I, I think they may have released a uh i'm not sure what else they released but i know they released those two in, in their marketing for the blu-ray
0: right it is as far as the marketing for the film before the theatrical release i always thought that was a product of the last minute ch- changing directors and reshooting, if the rumors were true, was it something like 75% of the movie they reshot was Ron Howard? Yeah. It, uh, I i don't think that movie was ready for a trailer until <laughs> it was that close to the theatrical release. Right. Or, or, or I think the marketing would have been better. That's it, it probably just...
1: part of it, and I still think that they were a little bit scared of... I, I think that there was a part of them that just didn't want to... You know, Disney at large didn't want anything to step on infinity war no well yeah. not that it was going to hurt infinity war badly but they didn't want anything to take
0: anything yes. away from it. man please they could have not ever showed all i needed was a was a a steel picture that said infinity war <laughs> may whatever it was i don't even remember now and i would have went yeah i mean
1: yeah
0: not that that Anyway, no, that's true.
1: That's true. I mean, but, but that's the thing. We're going to go see it. Like we don't even need a trailer.
0: Right. We don't even need a
1: trailer. We know what we're,
0: you know, I don't need a trailer for a star Wars movie. I just need a release date. That's what I was thinking when I was saying that. I'm going, well, that's true of solo too. I was going to see it anyway.
1: Right. And, but, and so much so of that I, I stuff is point. for the casual fan. Mm-hmm. It's because you've got well, to reach that audience. That's kind of either sitting on the fence or, or those, or those new fans who were finally like, you know what? I'm going to go see a Star Wars movie.
0: Right, but I am not sure. I've never been sold on that Solo was close enough to Infinity War to have heard it anyway.
1: No, I don't they think they were it far was. enough
0: apart. They were far enough apart that there was nothing in between them either, by the way, that if you were going to see Solo and Infinity War, you were going to see them. There was nothing in between them that was going but to didn't
1: Deadpool drop between them?
0: Yes. Right, hmm. it was it was pretty close to Solo actually. Yeah, I
1: think it was, like, one weekend apart.
0: Yeah, it was really close to Solo. But still, that's still far enough away that...
1: I don't know. It's just, it's all felt kind of weird. Like, they just really never put full faith in that movie. And Mm. I don't know if it was that, or... it's Like I said, the marketing's been kind of odd. Even even the commercials that ran when the movie was released, before the movie release, were different. It was advertised different. It's almost like they were trying something new you know to see if it would work
3: yeah that's definitely a weird thing I uh, I, I hadn't noticed that I hadn't seen it but the, honestly the only time that I've seen anything about the movie uh, since release was on a Delta flight I, I one of my neighbors was watching it and I watched part of it just on their screen and that, that's honestly the only time I've seen it and this is actually the only time of year I watch TV because of you know football's on and i see a lot more commercials and i i mean i haven't seen anything for it so that that is pretty weird
0: Mm -mm. i really haven't either i knew it was coming but i just i haven't seen i certainly had not seen that they had just released those two scenes they heard it for the theatrical release and they're going to hurt it for this and i don't i don't know why you would think they'd want to try to recoup some of this money that they feel like they lost Yes, that's and, uh, maybe that's what they're trying to do. I'm sure I'm sure that they're doing what they think is best for the marketing, but it' just just strange.
1: No, it's oh. it's definitely odd. Anyway,, uh, the next thing I've got on the list is casting news. Last I
0: already know what this is about. I already I've got go ahead ask the question. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I don't have a question.
0: Oh Well, you're gonna announce the new casting though, right? I am. So okay, since, okay, we it, talk, it, since we talked
1: since we talked last, uh, casting news we had added to the film. Dominic Monaghan, and Matt Smith.
0: Okay, I'm going to steal some of Robbie's thunder here because I already know what this is. What we have coming to us in the next Star Wars film, you heard here first, is the most epic sci-fi fantasy crossover you've ever because we're at Time Lords Star Wars. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a really good in there. <laughs> Hey,
0: Doctor Who is a lord of time and space. Who says he couldn't have appeared in a galaxy far, far away a long
3: time ago? That's a fair point. Be
0: lots, and hobbits hashtags. don't forget the hobbits are coming.
1: That's true. I mean, we got time lords and hobbits.
0: I'll tell you right now, if the next if the next casting we get is Sean Astin,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Wood,
1: I did ab- I did appreciate Floyd. as
0: soon as that was or announced. If we get Billy Boyd, it's a done deal. Merry and Pippin together again. But uh I mean,
1: so any thoughts on those? Like, who you know. Any thoughts on those actors coming in?
0: Just I- any time you add talent to anything, there's not a reason to uh, be upset about it. Both these guys are fan favorites, so well, I, I, I just think it's more good news.
1: No, I think it's good news. I'm a big fan of Dominic Monaghan. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest. I know nothing about Matt Smith other than Doctor Who. Who. And I don't like Doctor Who. It's just too campy for me. Yeah,
0: I know you don't. I know you don't. But it's, I don't don't know. Your tastes just aren't refined enough for it, I guess.
1: (laughs) So honestly, but I mean, I'm not going to call the acting in Doctor Who fantastic acting, at least from what I've seen. Now granted, I've only seen maybe a dozen episodes ever. And only about half of them were him. So, I just kind of wanted to see now that Marisha has returned, where uh, because she's a she is a fan of Matt Smith and of uh,
2: oh, I mean he's super talented. He's done more recently. He's done The Crown on Netflix as Prince Philip, and he's done he's done drama really really well. He was always a little more his his doctor was a usually a little more um of a clown you know he was he was a little funnier um but his character on on the crown he's done a really incredible job just with the the drama aspect so i think he's pretty he's pretty versatile you know he's he he's definitely he definitely can be funny uh, you know he could be kind of your you know slapstick you know rebel pilot kind of character or, or he could be an imperial you know he's british so People always assume that British actors mm-hmm. are going to be imperial. What direction they 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 go with that?
0: And and you mentioned British Dominic's British too.
1: You know, I, I mean, who knows what kind of role they're playing? They may be they may be coming on and like Simon Pegg did and playing an alien. They yeah, may be there yeah, for that's the very and true. true. and I'm fine with that too. I, so, mm-hmm. but no, I'm interested to see. I mean, you're bringing in two talented guys, so I'm just curious to see what they do with them.
2: Yeah, I mean, like most of the. The cameos from The Force Awakens specifically, you know, like Daniel Craig and, you know, some, some they you didn't find about till later. You didn't find right, out. Right, no. The, I mean, he was never a like, casting
1: announcement. No. He was kind of a hidden. So
2: I think since they made casting announcements about these actors that they're going to at least be visible enough that
1: they will but like i said it may yeah. just be for their voice you know they could be aliens like simon pegg was because yeah you're all again you're bringing in a talented guy right and sticking him in a giant alien costume and john
0: favreau which was perfect by the way i love that character
1: john favreau and so his character in solo was mm-hmm. yeah that was great that was one of my favorite new additions uh character wise in a while honestly
0: he was awesome you know, that's off topic, but Marisha mentioned Matt Smith, and those are, those are the two shows I know him from. My wife loved The Crown, and um I, I do watch some Doctor Who. I appreciate Doctor Who for the high ended intellectual science fiction that it is, Andrew. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I'm not sure where I see either one of these characters fitting, but again, with actors that talented, I'm sure they'll find something worthwhile for them to do. So I'm excited about it.
3: No, that's I think. My uh, my bold prediction. I think uh, Matt Smith is a uh, uh, some sort of high talking imperial. Donagin is like part of some ragtag uh, rebel yeah. doing something a little bit silly, but you know, part of the resistance stuff. So I think I think that's where I see him fitting in personally. I don't know if that's really what's gonna happen, but I, uh, I
0: agree with Rob. That's exactly the goal. Oh, that's Dom McMonahan He's perfect for. I love it.
3: Yeah, I'm 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 on, I'm on board. I think they're both great actors, so no matter what they're doing, it's not going to take away from the film.
1: All right, and kind of on the same note, before we move into the next uh, the next topic, well, it actually it fits with the next topic. We had some new photos released from the set of Episode Nine. Whether they were leaks or, you know, they've been up and not been yanked down, so that just kind of makes me wonder if Disney wasn't just like, okay, you know, let the you know these are fine <laughs> um, yeah, you know, right. kind of thing, because usually if they're leaked, they get yanked down off all the major sites anyway, and they're still there. So have y'all had a chance to look at those photos at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to them. It's the
2: horses. The
0: horses are Finn's hair is a little longer. Yeah. Finn's hair is a little longer. poe has got a new jacket. The horses are interesting, though. Marisha just mentioned the horses. Yeah. They've got some kind of shaggy carpet draped <laughs> over these horses. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think it's pretty obvious they're going to be some kind of new creature.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm excited uh, about that. I'm always excited for new creatures in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do wish we would see, every once in a while, see some of the old creatures. creatures. I want to see some of those those aliens from the cantina again. You know, a lot of those mm-hmm. we've never seen again. Yeah. But now the horses are interesting because, like you said, they got the big, you know, carpets draped over them, and they've clearly got some sort of digital markers on their. Uh, could they
0: be a bantha? Faces. Do they they're, do they look like they could be a bantha? A little, they're a little small,
1: though. I mean,
0: bantha. well, they're on the wrong they use, they're on the wrong environment too, though. They're in the wrong environment. And they Let me take elephants that back. for
2: uh, the banthas were elephants. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so they uh, actually the photos the wrong look really similar. The horse pictures. Look really similar to the like how the bantha pictures, you know, the half costumed. I guess. Yeah. Well, know. it was
0: just the, it was just the shaggy carpet thing over that made me think of it. But yeah. this is a forest environment. We're seeing these pictures in, and the banthas are yeah. on Tatooine, so mm-hmm. cut that. Never mind. That just came off the top of my head.
2: They could be bantha-esque mm. but yeah, the,
0: creatures, The like
2: humanoid, but Bantha-oid. The- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, they're baby. Pantas for Ewoks to ride.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, the pictures are cool. I, I mean, like you said, there's not a lot. You get a good look at... The, Indiana Jones, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, we get a good look at uh, Poe Dameron's uh, Indiana Jones outfit. And, right. Uh, and Finn is wearing some bright blue pants.
2: Yeah, those pants are kind of... <laughs> like, who's like, ooh, let's put this brown shirt with those blue pants. That is not a good call.
1: They're not. Maybe Maybe he's got Han's old pants.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know which i think we're actually, yeah, actually
1: honestly it does look like they might have the carillion blood stripe on
2: the side but no those pants are actually gray they just they just look blue in the pictures because yeah. in the okay they i they say because if they're really the if
1: they're really that blue they definitely can't shoot on a blue screen because no. finn would just have no lower <laughs> well, body
0: <laughs> i great. don't uh I don't. I don't remember if we talked about this before, but the. Uh, I don't think we did because this question came up when the when the uh, when the pictures came out. What planet do we think this is?
1: You know, there's a couple of that have couple that have come up. Um, it may be something we have no idea about. There's some speculation that it may be Batu, which is
2: the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Disney, the new Disney. That's
0: world the one there. Disney's building.
1: Yeah, Black Spire. Yeah. Black Spire got a mention in. Um, in Solo, actually.
2: It got more than a mention in the Thrawn book. They mm-hmm. spent quite a bit of time at Batu.
1: Okay. There's been some speculation that it could be Batuu. Uh, it doesn't... S- but I, I don't really know. Uh, it could be something completely different. It could be something we hadn't seen before,
2: you know. It's a big universe. I hope it's something different.
0: Yeah, but I think Batu makes sense because if you're going to actually put this planet in your park... That's true. You're gonna want the fans to be familiar with it.
2: That's true.
1: You
0: know, they they wouldn't have put Hawksmead in Universal if you hadn't seen it in the movies.
1: That's one of those things. Like we've been they've been dropping little bits here and there about Batu. But mm-hmm. you know, now they could take it and actually show it on the big screen. And like I said, I haven't read the new Throne book yet. Um so I don't Give really it the program, know. Andrew. What they talked about, um, I do like the look of the, the costumes. Are just real simple looking on the um, some of the extras that are standing around, you know. And with the horses, maybe we're looking at some sort of nomadic.
2: Yeah, it's, people it's group. Kind or, of, it's it's reminiscent. Let, let me see. Yeah, the costumes are kind of reminiscent of like maybe Mongolian. Yeah, like tribal.
1: But the other thing we had here, and this kind of tied into some. Some things that started floating around a couple of weeks ago were that uh, Jonas uh, Suitamo had been called back to do additional shooting for this movie, which caused him to have to cancel a con appearance and uh, some other things. And those are actually, that's all confirmed. Now, there were some other parts of that story that were kind of odd that uh, mentioned that they had filmed a bunch of his stuff for this movie while they were filming solo. She I'm just weird. not sure that actually makes sense. But the people who reported that well, know a lot more than I do.
0: Kind of seems to me, they finished solo before we even had announced that the script was started really, right?
1: Yeah, because I mean, they basically came in and, and wrote a new script or at least reworked a script when they changed um, Directors. from Colin Trevorrow over to J.J. J. Abrams. What I'm hoping is happening is... You know, we've got we've got him coming back, and that wasn't too long after we got the official announcement that Billy D. Williams was on board. So I'm hoping that that means we're going to get some scenes with Chewie
2: and Lando. That'd be great. I'd like to see Chewie and Lando.
0: I would love that. I'm sure there's a Lando Chewie scene. There has to be. Yeah.
2: Well, especially since they, you know, just built a lot more of a backstory for that. In
0: solo.
1: In solo. Yeah. So real quick on just another total aside on solo. This is like the third or fourth time we've done this tonight, but <laughs> the more I think about the way Lando pronounces hand and now yeah. that it has a backstory. And yep. like he, it's basically this thing, him just being, he's
0: just a jerk,
1: just being a jerk for like 30 <laughs> years. You're just doing it to push his buttons.
2: Bobby's
0: <laughs> laid off my buttons here tonight, actually. It's Congratulations, Robbie.
1: You're, you're Orlando. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Don't worry if you're not here to push Daniel's uh, buttons, and it's my official job. So somebody's got to do it.
3: <laughs> cool. we, we've agreed on everything tonight, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: But with Soitama, though, I, I think what's probably likely is that while they had him there filming solo, if J.J. was working on the script, maybe didn't get with Ron and go, look, while you got Junus, shoot this. This is something I may use. You know what I mean? It, it, I, I really I really don't think he's coming back for additional footage that was never planned. I think what what's probably happened is this is footage he was always going to come back and, and shoot.
1: And we had a scheduling and, change.
0: And I think the schedule changed. That's exactly what I think happened. I think he scheduled the con when he had one shooting schedule. Mm-hmm. And then they had to call him in and go, the schedule's changing. This person's only available here, here, and here. We need to change a little bit. This, it's, it's, I, I think all this footage, I think all this shooting was planned. The schedule just got flipped around a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Is
0: that seems what possibly. seems to make the most sense. You know, the idea that he shot his role while he was shooting solo could just as easily come from the idea that JJ would write a scene and, hey, look, I wrote a Chewie scene. Shoot as much of it as you can for me. You know what I mean? Right.
2: I mean, how many just Chewie scenes are you going to have, though? The main, I mean, he is a Wookiee. He doesn't talk. You know, I mean, it's not like you can do. Well, I mean,
0: that's true. Them, but, but if, if none of the less. if none of the rest of the cast were there were were if none of the rest of the cast were around while they were shooting solo, then. None of that rumor makes any sense about no. him shooting his part while he was shooting Solo. There's no, no way,
1: unless because we know that JJ was the first person to introduce flashbacks into Star Wars. Unless for some reason there's a scene, a
2: flashback.
1: a flashback showing Chewbacca and our new younger Han Solo.
2: That would be interesting.
1: I don't really think that's what they're doing, but it does at least fit the narrative. Uh,
2: of. I don't think, so, did
1: anybody got anything else? I, mean,
0: I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see. It.
1: I don't think so either, but at this point, who knows? Because, like I said, the story is kind of odd. But anyway, whatever it is, I'm just glad that there's more Chewbacca being shot because I'm all for more Chewbacca in my Star Wars. Just like I need more R two. Say
3: Chewbacca being shot.
1: Chewbacca being shot. I hope not. Although, as long as Chewbacca doesn't get crushed by a moon.
0: <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca. I mean, come on. You can't just be a blaster shot
3: no. it's we've, got
0: to be something as badass as a
3: moon we've had the discussion before that you can't kill Chewbacca it's, a, it's no, no. not going to happen
1: no I really think people would walk out of the theater if they killed Chewbacca
3: okay. that would
1: ruin Star
0: Wars <laughs> Billy Dee's done though I just want y'all to know
1: no Billy D's Lando not done we're going to put up some uh, save save Lando shirts on our uh, T Public page
0: <laughs> Lando don't kill Lando <laughs> Lando dies
2: lando doesn't die no lando doesn't die surely they wouldn't do that
0: surely they would they're gonna absolutely absolutely 100 percent lando's the first casualty in the film and i'm exaggerating that part but i really do think lando dies i 100 percent believe that
1: it's certainly possible i'm still hoping not but we'll see yeah i'd be okay if they left a few people alive well the new cast no, Disney no, I'd leave a few people, people alive from the old cast.
0: They're not going to. That was never the point of this. This is a full transition.
2: But it's not like they're a hundred. I mean, you can't go kill off all the sixty-year-old people. That doesn't set a good precedent.
1: That's the thing, though, at this point, because <laughs> this whole narrative that it was a full transition. The problem is, is they've said the you know basically they've said this is the end of the story for these characters. Mm-hmm. And Daisy Ridley has said that she doesn't want to do any more Star Wars movies after the 9.
0: Right. So, yeah, no, I know.
2: So now what you're going to do?
1: Although I still think that, you know, in 10 years, if they say, hey, we're going to film episode 10.
2: Money talks, man. <laughs> and Disney throws money around like nobody's business. Well,
1: and, and actors that have done Star Wars movies have had a long history of walking away and saying, I'll never do another Star Wars movie. It showed and back then up ten years <clears ten throat> Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that pretty much, unless anybody else has anything else on those. A little Mark Hamill
0: story. Mark Hamill story about what? Whenever he, uh, when they, he says he agreed to episode seven, he said, well, I'll just say yes. I'll, I'll just tell him I'll do it if Harrison will do it. Harrison will never say yes. And then Harrison <laughs> said yes, and I was like, shit. <laughs> I guess I got to do it.
2: That's great.
0: <laughs> Which I don't, you know, Mark's always been open to doing it. I just thought it was a funny thing. Somebody
2: Story. asked him in a uh, an interview in, like, I don't know, 1987 or something. Are you ever going to do another Star Wars movie? He's like, I don't know, in 30 years and I don't have anything else to do. Maybe I'll, you know, sure enough, that's <laughs> about what they started talking about. Doing that's what event. happened. Yeah, I, by that point, I'll be 55. Yeah, I don't think I'll have anything else going on.
0: <laughs> and he didn't, other than voiceover. But anyway, off topic again. My All fault. Right.
1: <laughs> no problem. Uh, well, the only thing we've got left on our list is comic books, Daniel.
0: Okay. Uh, there's some good stuff happening in the comic books. Uh, again, since last time we had a chance to talk about it, uh, Darth Vader number 20 dropped uh, a couple of weeks ago. and after number, Actually, number 21 uh, is coming out soon. But that one is, uh, we're on the Fortress Vader storyline. It was Fortress Vader part two. Charles, Charles Soule writing and Giuseppe Comancholi on the artwork for that. And uh, these two guys are continuing a great run on this book. At this point in the story, Vader has actually, for all intents and purposes, he's wiped out all the remaining Jedi. It's like his primary mission since Order 66 took place has been basically completed. So he's kind of looking for new challenges now, which creates some interesting conflict with uh, some characters you may not expect. And uh, uh, we get a we get a pretty good look at Palpatine in this book. There's a, a really... Cool conversation between Vader and Palpatine that I really enjoyed, uh, and we kind of get to see the origins of how and why Vader set his castle on Mustafar and how he came about getting permission to build his castle on Mustafar. Uh, Palpatine actually gave you some other very interesting choices for uh, where, uh, basically, giving him a planet. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's definitely worth checking out the the Darth Vader comic is uh this is probably uh, not probably it is it's it's one of the favorite it's one of my favorite comics i'm reading now at the moment period the main star wars book uh has been a little bit up and down for me but issue 53 dropped this week it says hope dies part four last week i'm sorry and karen karen gillen writing a salvador La roca on the artwork and i've been a fan of salvador roca's since his fantastic four stuff in the late 90s the, the artwork in this book at times is just gorgeous uh, but this this particular storyline we're on, this Hope dot it keeps getting better. This, Over the last four issues, we've basically been in one giant space battle. And, you know, some of the repercussions that that go along with the betrayal we had in issue 49 that I mentioned when that first happened. So the story keeps getting better, and it's making me really excited for number 54. And I love the cover on this book. It'll probably give some Han Solo fans a little chuckle to see what it looks like in this on this cover. But it's a really nice cover. And I caught up on the Poe Dameron book, which is also written by Charles Soule. So that's, it's not a book. It took me so long to read it because that's not a character I was ever really interested in. Now that I have actually read it, I'm, I'm glad I did. It really helps fill in some of the stuff from the sequel era that we really don't know a lot about yet. Uh, we talked about that earlier. All we know about the sequels is the movies and the comics. And this is really the comic that gives you what we know about it. You know, like Andrew's wondered out loud on this show before where Black, Black Squadron was during The Last Jedi. And uh, reading this book will tell you that they're uh, about the mission they were sent on that coincides with Last Jedi. So fill, fill in some of the blanks for you there. Um, I also, recently, someone let me borrow a really nice hardback for the Kanan comic that I ran a couple of years ago. That one was written Must by Greg a super Weisman. Nice person. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> but uh anyway, Greg Weissman writing on that one and uh with uh, art from Pepe Lars. I really enjoyed the parts of this story where we followed Canaan as a young Padawan when he was Caleb Doom. Um the only issue there was one issue that focused on him as an adult that I didn't enjoy as much. Uh, but really getting to see him Uh, as a padawan interact with his master at first and his his first couple missions the time period those happen in is really interesting we do get to see order 66 take place in this book and i think that's one of the things i enjoyed most about it was that we really wiseman really kind of explored the psychological ramifications of what happened to these clone troopers after they were forced to execute order 66 you know they um that a lot of them were forced to kill their friends. And what does that do to a person? And it's, it's not a question that we as fans were ever programmed to ask. You almost didn't see the clones as people at certain no. points in the story. Yeah. Rebels did a pretty good job of of changing that. And Clone Wars, too. Yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels did, did a pretty good job of, of feeling change that and really fleshing the clone mm-hmm. troopers out as characters. But only in Rebels did we ever get to see any kind of ramifications to what it did to them as people to be forced to execute order sixty six and this book right. touches on that too, and uh, I thought that was interesting. I really enjoyed those parts of the story and the when you when you get a hardback book, a whole collection of a series, uh, as you're flipping through it in between issues, it'll give you all of the cover art that was associated mm-hmm. with that issue oh, with that's some cool. this Some of this cover art is just gorgeous oh, yeah I, I enjoyed I really enjoyed studying some of those pictures. There's really talented artists uh, working on these Star Wars books. Currently, I was really impressed. I enjoyed that book way more than I thought I would. But again, always pick up the comic books. If you're somebody out there, if, if you just want more information that we're not getting from the movies, like I said, the Poe Dameron book is is really good to fill in the blanks for you what's going on in the era we're in now. Uh, the Star Wars ongoing series uh, currently fills in the blanks between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. we're getting closer to Empire Strikes Back. The fleet's assembled now. If you back up just a few issues, you'll get to see how the fleet was assembled and what Mon Cala went through and had to sacrifice for them to be brought into the rebel cause. So some really interesting stuff happening in the books.
1: Cool. Well, uh, one quick question on the Poe Dameron. Did I, it may have been a different one, but did it just finish its run? Or was that something else that Um, just finished its run?
0: No, it hasn't finished yet. They, they had a couple of miniseries. Lando Orlando mini miniseries, which was set before the events of Solo, uh, just finished. And the Thrawn coincided with the first Thrawn novel. Right. Those two books just finished. Okay. But no, Poe Dameron is. It better not be finished. We've left left Black Squadron in quite a pickle this last issue. uh,
3: The last one I saw on the shelf, I didn't get a chance to pick it up, but it it looked like it was right in the middle of a storyline.
0: Yeah, no, they are, yeah. The the last one was on a cliffhanger, so there better be an issue 31, or I'm going to (laughs) be
2: unamused.
0: All right. Yes.
3: All
1: right, well, did anybody have anything else they wanted to add before we wrap up?
0: I think
3: that's it mm-hmm. for me. I, I am, so. am very excited to get into that Vader storyline now, though. So yeah, that was same. a good synopsis. Thanks, Daniel. Mm-hmm.
0: Eon has actually been. Yeah, and you can uh, you can you can pick up any of these if you just want to grab something quick to pick up on the stories you've missed in uh, trade paperback, or if you or if you buy the Marvel Unlimited. Uh, if you, it, Marvel Unlimited is is worth the price just to pick up on the last. 20 issues of Darth Vader you've missed. That's right. you know those 20 issues will cost you more than a year subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Right. So uh, it's but you can pick them up in trade paperback uh, currently also. So and not the not the last few issues of Vader, but you can get you can get pretty close to to, to catching up if you want it in trade paperback. But like I said, Marvel Unlimited is a really good way to go to if you want it digital. If you're not worried about having the physical media, so.
1: Awesome. Well, if everybody's done, uh, Robbie, hope you're able to uh, avoid the hurricane. Yes. Yeah,
0: it should be
2: fine. Yes, yeah, be Atlanta careful. Away. Good job leaving Baton Rouge and then <laughs> yeah. going to Atlanta
0: where you're going to get hit by a hurricane. <laughs>
2: yeah, can't
3: get away from them. Fortunately, we, we won't get it too bad here. I think just a lot of wind, but.
0: Yep, that'll do it for us tonight. And uh, But before we go, Marisha, we know people are online looking at those Dragon Con pictures on the internet. And I'm sure by now they've seen the beautiful cosplay ensembles you've been working on. So where can they go to find out more about that?
2: They can find me mostly. I'm active these days on Instagram. And um, I'm princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. Because that just flows so well, doesn't it? And <laughs> I'm also on princessandpadawans.com.
0: Okay. And uh, Robbie, you got anything out there you actually want people to look at?
3: <laughs> uh you can look at the sciencefictionary.com. uh other than that i am working on getting up some some public social media for you know for everybody's consumption so i'll, I'll get that up soon all right, and andrew
1: all right you can find me on twitter at uh 580 or at the sciencefictionary.com and also uh we do have a t public account with some of our shirts on there if you'd like to pick one of those up
0: Okay. And uh, I am on Twitter at Dan C. Peeps. And don't forget to visit the science fictionary.com and follow the science com on Twitter at psi underscore fictionary. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>